Welcome to EA Truth Radio, brought to you by eternalaffairsmedia.com. I am your host, Dan Hennon. Today's show is a current events show about the last past week's news. Today is August 2nd, 2020. What I'll be doing is stripping out the fake news and the mainstream media's version of the news and providing the listeners with clear, concise updates about local, state, federal, and world news. Being that this is a faith-based program, let's start off with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach thousands, even a million, if you will, Lord. May thy will be done, and we're grateful for this show and our audience. Please be with each and every one of them in their homes while they tune into our shows. Bless each and every one of them. In Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name, amen. The founder and publisher of Eternal Affairs Media, Curtis R. Bazelli, is a loyal member of Patriot Mobile and encourages you to mention his name. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative phone, mobile phone carrier that will meet all of your calling, texting, and data needs. You can get up to $600 off your bill annually when you refer, print, when you refer your friends to Patriot Mobile. Join us and fight for your conservative values with each call you make on their nationwide cell phone network. Remember to mention Curtis R. Bazelli when you sign up for service. Well, we've got a lot of interesting notes here to mention and bring up for our show today here on Eternal Affairs. Number one, the Boston bomber had a death sentence overturned this week, uh, sentenced to death for the alleged Boston bombing back in 2013. Uh, we must keep in mind that this individual, Joe Carr, is a patsy. Keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of the news are, are pushing him as uh, some evil, evil criminal who uh, pulled off the bombing. We do know that him and his brother had nothing to do with it. Uh, they went after him, killed the brother, and arrested this individual. The Boston bombing incident or event was an orchestrated event uh, that was pulled off very successfully, I might add, but it was not pulled off by these two individuals who did the alleged bombing. So keep that in mind as well. Hurricane Isaias came in on July 31st. That was in the news. And also this week, the Ellen show might be done. Ellen is facing some uh, investigation relating to the treatment of her employees and staff. And more and more are coming out saying that she was hard to work with. That certainly may be the case. But I do believe that Ellen is going to be shutting the show down for other reasons. She's in the thick of all of this other things going on, I could call it. 
and might be up to her eyeballs with this whole Tom Hanks, Isaac Cappy, Harvey Weinstein, Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, and others um, involved with all of these child trafficking tr crimes. So the mainstream media is pushing out the narrative that she's going to shut the show down, her Ellen show, because of the strife that's going on internally right now. I don't believe that to be the case. I think there's a lot more going on here uh, behind the scenes. As we just saw this last week, Tom Hanks and wife have uh, applied for and were granted their Greek citizenship to the country of Greece. So lots going on behind the scenes. Ghislaine Maxwell had a request to delay the release of the deposition. Now, this was granted now by the Second Circuit Court. And just this week, we know a lot of the documents came out. And then some of that was shut back down. So there's lots going on here with the Ghislaine Maxwell case tied into Jeffrey Epstein. The son of Rupert Murdoch resigned from his position on the board at News Corp. This was July 31st. James Murdoch, this is the son of Rupert, resigns. So he has had a complaint of how things are being run and what's going on here behind the scenes, also with what's making the news and what's not, and the censorship issue. Uh, this may be very interesting to follow this this case. Also in the news, Representative Sanford Bishop misused at least $90,000 of campaign funds. He's a Democrat from Georgia on the House of Representatives. Uh, they've got him now misusing campaign funds that exceed $90,000. This didn't make too much of the headlines. Former whistleblower and now deceased, the late Phil Haney. His investigation case, it sounds like, might be wrapping up, according to the Sheriff's Department uh, there in Amador County, California. He was found dead earlier this spring outside of his car at a wayside rest. He was about to be uh, putting together a book and blowing the whistle on some of the things that Obama had done in the, old, in the previous administration. And that was turned over now to FBI covering his case. They ruled it originally a suicide, self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, that was obviously not the case, so they brought in the FBI to investigate. And the results of this, whether it's real or not, at least something will be forthcoming on this case. The Phil Haney case uh, kind of was in and out of the news very quick. There's a couple of good Facebook pages on Facebook groups that you can belong to that are looking into the strange anomalies regarding his death. Phil Haney, American hero, whistleblower for the DHS. The Chicago Police Department, uh, Chicago PD deputy chief was found dead of an apparent suicide on July 28th. We must keep in mind, which is not in the news, that he was promoted, got a promotion only 13 days earlier Chicago's facing all these issues with the, the death and the murders and the homicides. He was just promoted to be the deputy chief. His body was found dead. They're calling it an apparent suicide. I think it's all safe to call BS on that as well. That's another story to 
to follow along. Now, Attorney General Barr appeared in the House hearings on uh, July 28th, and that made all the news that day. He was really ridiculed and shut down, but then he had a couple of good responses that in turn, the mainstream media made it look like he was belittling this whole thing and laughing and joking about the hearings. But uh, you need to almost watch it yourself to see how he was treated and mistreated and unfairly treated during 98% of these hearings. Uh, he couldn't hardly even get a word in edgewise. But following the next day, it made it look like he was the one laughing off these uh, as a humorous response to this testimony hearings. That was certainly not the case. You need to watch it. Dr. Stella Emanuel, along with the frontline doctors, made a video on the, on the front steps in Washington, D.C. about the whole COVID case. This video started going viral and started getting snapped up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and really made the news. Well, the censoring at these social media giants jumped in and they started getting pulled down started getting removed. The videos started getting deleted. And this amount of censorship really was quite shocking. This was a very good interview. I listened to it myself. It was very good. It was very informative. But the very next day, we started seeing articles come out from the mainstream news discrediting Dr. Stella Emanuel, going after her personally about some of the other work that she's done, some of the other things that she's done some of the other cases that she has been on. And what I call that is whether you believe that or not, or whether that's relevant or not, is beyond the, 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 the case, the topic here. It's her videos on the COVID and the hydroxychloroquine queen. She's done some very good work. Um, she's also out there on Twitter. I think they shut her account down. And so... The point is, it's all the frontline doctors uh, should be and should have been listened to, and there's no need for the censoring. But they went after personally, they went after Dr. Stella herself. And those are the types of links on news articles that I saw the very following next day by a lot of the people who aren't paying attention or forwarding this information that are discrediting Dr. Stella. So we're living in a very interesting world here where uh, up is down, left is right, and right is wrong. Everything is backwards and everything is opposite. And so keep in mind, Dr. Stella, one of the good guys. New Q posts came on the board on July 28th from QAnon. It says, it mentions to watch a YouTube video. It forwarded the link to this video and basically says to watch the first 10 minutes. Now, this happened on the video was July 27th. Q made the post on July 28th, and immediately after that post was made by QAnon, that video was removed. And really all it was was the Tucker Carlson interview about with Donald Trump Jr. talking about censorship. And the video itself was censored. So this is what we're up against. Now, on July 29th, a judge agreed to postpone the release of the secret files on Ghislaine Maxwell. And so this is, this is interesting in the fact that 
her name had been making the news with this case every single day. So a judge agreed to postpone the release of the secret files on the 29th. Then, on July 30th, Ghislaine Maxwell made a request for an emergency phone conference. This was denied, and the court said that they will release the documents. Boy, this, it, it's almost too much to even uh, consider for following this. Uh, the, the files are all now released if you can go on to or have an account on PACER. You can, you can read the documents that go back to this court case that was started in 2015. So five years ago this started, you can see all the information. This goes back to Virginia Roberts making the original claim going after Elaine Maxwell and talking about all of this, which should have been, I believe, in the news and the mainstream media going back five years ago. The only group to touch it was that case where ABC News was going to run a case, an investigative story on this case, and before it aired, it got yanked, it got pulled by management at ABC. And so it never saw the light of day until this whole Epstein case came about. But this case, this lawsuit goes back to 2015 where Virginia Roberts or Virginia Goofrey had made these claims, which are true in fact, they are legit. And then Ghislaine Maxwell went through the effort to discredit and make it look like she was not making serious claims, make, them make it sound like she was making it up, and which is also not the case. You can go in there and read some of these files. It's unbelievable the amount of detail that Virginia Roberts does give. Now, it sounds like the General Flynn, Michael Flynn case is now going to be heard on August 11th. This relates back to the case that got shut down, swept under, and eliminated. But then Judge Emmett Sullivan says, no, I think they got it wrong. Let's go back and redo it. So this is going to get really interesting. Now it sounds like they are going to go to trial. It's going to be heard again on August 11th to see if it's a legitimate case. We know that the General Mike Flynn case was a fraud, a hoax, there was nothing. He did do nothing wrong. But they needed to go after him to bring down the rest of the Trump campaign back when he was elected and took office to make them all look like they were discredited. Now, Herman Cain died on July 30th. He was 74 years old. They relate it now to a COVID death. He had been spent time in the past as the CEO of Godfather's Pizza, he did have stage four colon cancer, but allegedly beat it, then died because they're saying in the mainstream news that he battled COVID and died of COVID-19. Another thing to keep in mind, is this the case or not? I don't doubt the fact that he tested positive for COVID, but was that the reason that killed him? I do not think Herman Cain died of COVID. He died of other things, underlying causes, but once again, they're pushing this COVID narrative. Also this week, Regis Philbin died. That made the news. That made Twitter. That was trending. But what didn't make the news is that in his will, Regis left $20 million to be donated to the Trump campaign. I think this is very noteworthy news that, that should be on the mainstream news. That's a huge chunk of change. $20 million for the Trump 
2020 re-election campaign. Huge. Now, Louis Gohmert this week tested positive for COVID on July 29th. And the mainstream news is pushing the fact that he refused to wear a mask. He was one of those refusing to wear a mask. Now they're saying, well, now it paid. He has to pay the piper, never wore the mask. And in fact, they said now the mainstream news is saying that he attended the Trump rally in Tulsa. And that's the reason he got it. Now, this could be further from nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, I do believe he did test positive for it. It's got nothing to do with if he wore a mask or not. I don't even know if he's showing symptoms, but the mainstream news is saying it's because he's refusing to wear the mask. And so once again, it's to discredit, it's to publicly shame those not wearing the mask. Obama and, and Biden uh, put together the rule. It was, it was just made the news this week. The AFFH rule that was put into place was rescinded this week by President Trump. Now, President Obama and Vice President Biden put this together, and I don't have many details on it, but it also didn't make the news that much in the mainstream. That rule they put together was rescinded this week. Claire Bronfman, Claire Bronfman, heiress to the Seagram fortune, will be sentenced for her role in Nexium. It looks like the date has been set for September 30th. So that's the end of September. And the interesting thing there is now we're already into August. This will be coming up, but this will not make the news. The Nexium case with Keith Ranieri has not really been making the news that it should have. Epstein's making the news, uh, which is fine. But keep in mind the public, what the public hears on the Epstein story is that consenting adults were having orgies on that island and having wild parties related to adults. We need to keep in mind that there was children, underage children that were flown in and flown out and sexually abused and raped. What's not making the news at all is the killings, the sacrifices, and the murders that took place with the adrenochrome and the blood drinking ceremonies that took place under the tunnels, in the tunnels under that island. That's what's really going to blow the socks off. Now, in the state of Ohio this week, the Ohio Board of Pharmacy outlawed issuing HQ, HCQ as a treatment to COVID. This made the news on July 29th. The pharmacy is outlawing using hydroxychloroquine. And so... This is where we're getting into the much larger censorship issue and the shutdown issue. Who's got the right to shut this down? Why are these cities and states doing this? We already know that HCQ is a good form of treatment. It's not a vaccine. It helps reduce the symptoms. It helps you, it helps you get better if you have COVID. And it's very cheap and it's inexpensive. Why on earth would they be shutting it down and shutting down pharmacies from issuing it? Now, this ties back into a couple of doctors that have come out and made press releases to say that I am, as a doctor, prescribing hydroxychloroquine. I'm prescribing this 
to help the patients get better. And pharmacies are refusing to fill it. So this is a case. Now we've got good doctors trying to get patients better by using this, which has already been proven. But the pharmacies are are prohibiting. They're they're the they're the bottleneck in the process right now by shutting it down. Very interesting. Now, Vice President Pence was in a two car accidents on the very same day on July 30th. One involved a dump truck. And once again, these were minor, but it did make the news. Uh, his his motorcade backed into a dump truck, and then minutes later, I believe it was even within the hour, got involved in another small traffic accident. Very interesting, nonetheless. Now, the Durham reports, the release date from Anthony or from Attorney General Barr, it says it's going to be either before or after the election. This is going to be interesting to watch because people are going to say now that it had something to do with the election. Tucker Carlson did a good video. It's six minutes and 35 seconds long. Talks about the BLM issues. It's not about George Floyd. It's more about race baiting. It's a power grab. And it talks about Obama's eulogy at the funeral, which seemed to him, Tucker Carlson, as a campaign speech. Q posted this video on July 30th. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Downstairs on a call. Now, the GOP convention will be held in Charlotte. Just came out today, August 2nd. GOP convention. Media will not be allowed. Very interesting. Trump. Sounds like Monday is going to release an executive order regarding TikTok, the software TikTok. Mandatory, on Monday will be an executive order regarding TikTok. I think they're going to be shutting that down. Keep in mind, TikTok is a China-based app. China-based app. Very interesting. And the last thing that I've got for today, City of Minneapolis, they announced yesterday that residents should be in the third precinct, remember this is Ilhan Omar's precinct. This is where the George Floyd killing took place. Residents should be ready and willing to comply with the demands of criminals. If they're about to be robbed, beaten, robbed, theft, rape, murder, they should be ready and willing to comply with the demands. Now this is about as uh, over the top as I have seen in a long time. This actually did make um, some news, it's it's spreading this, this morning here on August 2nd on the news on social media. Very interesting case. Very interesting case. Remember to check out all of our articles and content on eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click on the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content.
Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com and bookmark the site as well as sign up for the email newsletter in case they ever take our social media pages down. Would like to thank this week, Lisa. Lisa made a donation to Eternal Affairs this week. We'd like to do a shout out to her. Thank you for that. Please leave your comments down below here and questions and requests for future episodes. My name is Dan Hennen. Today is August 2nd, 2020. Thanks for listening.